Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about six different signs that you're with a covert narcissist. Stick around. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here on any of my social media, of any of my podcasts, any of my YouTube, please subscribe. Hit the notification. We're dropping new episodes, new podcasts every single day. We would love to interact with you and love to be able to help you on your healing and on your journey. Well, when we talk about covert narcissism, there's an aspect that confuses a lot of people thinking that they're completely different. When it comes down to it, a covert narcissist is exactly the same as an overt narcissist. The difference is how it's actually portrayed and what's actually there. But when we're talking a covert versus an overt, the the same nine characteristics of narcissism are still underneath. They might not be as prevalent in different aspects, or they might take different ideas or thoughts or shapes or colors or whatever it might be that might look slightly different, might be packaged slightly different, but the same core is there. Oftentimes, the aspect of shame avoidance where a narcissist doesn't want to be exposed or doesn't want other people to know who they are or what's underneath the mask. But covert narcissism oftentimes looks different because of how it's packaged up. Today, I want to highlight characteristics to watch out for in a covert narcissist to help you with your education and understanding what to see so you don't get sucked in into a covert narcissistic relationship. These are not all inclusive. There's a lot of other ones out there, but a couple ones that I wanted to highlight today. First one, changing desires. A lot of times a covert narcissist has a higher sense of not having a sense of self. Okay, so what I mean is a lot of times in no sense of self of what they actually like or what's actually going on. So illustration. Okay, I was talking to somebody the other day on a one-on-one and it was like they have hated Christmas when they were with me. Now that they're with a new supply, they love Christmas. Like how does this actually make sense? Well, how it makes sense is they didn't actually have a care about Christmas before or now it doesn't matter there's not really a sense of self of like oh man christmas really brings me a lot of joy like i really enjoy that no there's not that sense it's like oh this person enjoys it let me hold it back because they want it this person could care less so this is a connecting point there's different things that will happen that a lot of times a narcissist has no sense of actual enjoyment of something they just do it because of how it produces a connection or something else like that now you can see this with holidays you can see this with music with movies with likes with desires with trips with vacations with anything you can see this a lot of times because a lot of times a narcissist doesn't have a stable sense of self that says this is who i am and this is what i like it's no let me change and morph to be the person that you want me to be so that i can be and do the things that I want to do because that's what's more important, okay? Making themselves look a certain way, act a certain way, get a certain thing, have a certain status, have a piece of entitlement, anything like that, okay? So as we're talking about that, the changing desires, a lot of times you'll see this flip. Now, the reason why with a lot of narcissists is because they can experience aspects of happiness, but not joy. 
A narcissist cannot experience joy when they're not self-aware and when they're not working on themselves to actually remove their ego from the picture and be able to have gratitude about other people and other things. And so a lot of times they're just going from one high to the other, connecting with these different things, being like, hey, this was great, and continue moving on. So they connect with what someone else likes, but it's not necessarily inherently something that they always like. Okay, so changing desires. Second one is the aspect of silent rage. This is the part where you feel crazy, where you're like, I don't even get what's going on. I don't understand this. And this is where you get like energy vibes and where you get like a piece of like, something is wrong. Like this person is mad, is upset, and you talk to them, you're like, what's wrong? And they're like, I'm fine, like everything's good. But you're like sensing a whole different level. This is what's really hard to be able to identify. And when you try to talk to people about it, they're like, what are you talking about? Like this doesn't make sense. That's because a lot of it is done intentionally of like, let me do this to train you of how you're supposed to be. And so the the silent rage is a piece that's really hard for a lot of people to be able to pick up on. Uh, it's like the silent treatment with different energy and intention underneath. Like you have to walk on eggshells because you're not sure what's actually going on underneath. You ask what's wrong, they lie, you feel the anger, and then the part that's really hard that we get into gaslighting is you feel the anger and then you ignore your feelings because what they're saying is different than what you're actually feeling. Oftentimes the narcissist in this moment is projecting blame on the other person, you know, making you feel a lot of different things in trying to make you comply to something they haven't told you about, okay? So silent rage a lot of times. Number three is a lot of times giving you the blame. Typically, a narcissist, they don't apologize. They don't actually admit it, right? They don't actually say, hey, I was wrong. I'm sorry. But they normally take an apology and they either shove it off and put the blame on someone else or they put the blame on you. Now, I've had a phrase for a while that I've talked about saying that a narcissist will always say it's your fault and then they'll switch it up and they'll take it back and then they'll say it's our fault. The only difference is that they just drop the why. They didn't change anything. Right now we're in the holiday season. So imagine packaging something up and trying to give it to a friend. The friend is like, no, I don't want that. That is ugly wrapping paper. So you take it back and you don't change the wrapping paper. You don't take it off, but you just wrap a new type of wrapping paper over it that looks different. And you're like, here you go. And they're like, oh yeah, that looks so much better. That's the illustration of what a narcissist is doing to you when they say that it's your fault and you don't accept it. And then they'll like come back later and be like, actually, we both messed up. We're both a little toxic. We both have issues. All they're doing is they're changing the wrapping, but the actual content that they're giving you it is that it's your fault. That's it. And so when we're talking about this, they're trying to give you the blame. You see, it cannot be the fault of the narcissist. It just can't. Like that is a huge piece of like, it can't be my fault. If it's my fault, then that means I did something wrong. If I did something wrong, then that means I'm bad. I'm, being I'm bad, excuse me, <clears throat> being I'm bad doesn't match up with the mask that I'm putting out there. I'm putting out a mask that I'm a good person. So I can't tell you that I'm actually a bad person. Like all this stuff is incongruent. And so there's a frustration that builds there. The narcissist is like, I can't deal with this. It has to go on you. Can't be my fault. Has to be your fault. You need to understand that sometimes with this, it's not even personal. I had someone I was talking to the other day on a one-on-one, and they were talking about like how it felt like so personal and everything. And I was like, as I look at the situation from my perspective, they're not even thinking about you. 
It's not even a thought of them to have you in their mind of this is why they're doing it. They're doing it because they don't want to be accountable and they feel shame in this situation. So they're putting it on you. They don't even care. And so there's a big aspect that people take it like very personal. A lot of times a narcissist isn't even viewing it in a personal way. They're just saying, I need to get away from the guilt, shame, and blame. So I'm going to put it on you. I'm going to run away from it. Okay. Uh, number oh yeah, four. Number four, take credit for your ideas. A lot of times a narcissist will take your ideas and claim them as their own. Like, this is something you came up with. They're like, oh yeah, this is something I was thinking about. And you're like, that was my idea. Like, that was something. And then they're going to push you down of like, why are you making a big deal of it? Like, we're a team. We're a couple. We work together. Like, why does it actually matter? And like trying to like slowly give you this idea that their opinion matters, your opinion doesn't, even though it's still your idea like it's kind of crazy so they'll switch around they'll try to put it back on you making a big deal okay along with that the fifth aspect that i want to talk about is covert narcissists a lot of times will withhold praise and they'll pull back with like acknowledgement and recognition be like the idea of you have something in your relationship in your marriage that you do that you accomplish anything like that and they'll purposely hold it back Maybe you're getting compliments from everybody else or like everybody's like, wow, like great job with this. And they'll purposely hold it back. And then you start to like want that. You start to like, but didn't I get a good job? Like, like, isn't something that you appreciated? Oh, yeah, I mean, that is, you know, and, and it starts being something that's used as a manipulation tool and a tactic to make you feel bad and to make you subservient to their will and their desires because you're not getting the validation that you're looking for from them but you're getting it from other people now this is like a difficult one because it's very subtle it's very hard for a lot of people to be able to see this but it is a attribute that a lot of times happens with covert narcissists of pulling back different things from you okay last but not least going into holiday season a lot of times narcissists ruin holidays they ruin birthdays and and a lot a lot of different things like that happen and we've just passed the holiday we've got some other holidays coming up you know did they ruin your holiday did they try to come back in? Did they try to control it? Did they try to be able to take over? Did they try to disappear from it? Like what actually happened? The reason why a lot of narcissists hate the holidays is because the day is not about them. It's about other people. And if they don't show up actually giving to other people or showing that to other people, then they look like the bad guy. They don't want to look like the bad guy. So it's like, I got to be able to change it around in my mind because it's not an arc day. It's a holiday. And like, that's a hard part for a lot of narcissists to do because it's like, wait a second, I have to give up the admiration, the attention from all these other people for this day. Like, that's not fair. It's supposed to be all about me. Hopefully that gives an idea just to like the, the mindset, the shift that's actually happening there. If you're dealing with a covert narcissist and you need to break free, I want to be able to help provide a guide to do that, a step-by-step -step process to help you heal, grow, change, and develop, and to break the ties, not just physically getting away, but mentally and emotionally being able to separate yourself from a toxic person that you've developed a trauma bond with, that you feel it's stuck to, that you feel like you always have to go back been working for a while on building a tool to be able to help you with this. We've got a couple days left to be able to offer this stepping into 2023 to help you transform, heal, and change. And that's the 45-day clarity challenge to help you take back your power and find yourself after getting abused and being with a toxic person. To access that, go to claritychallenge.net. You can sign up now all the way up until the 1st of January for 2023. Let's make the new year be a year of discovering the new you.